and on the line now, I have Councillor Alison Gilliland. And uh, good morning to you, uh, Councillor Gilliland, the Labour Councillor. Good morning, Noel. How are you? OK, now we're going to talk about uh, the water charges and the changes that uh, the Minister made uh, last week. Uh, yes. You think this will uh, sort of appease the people's anger? Well, I think what uh, Minister Alan Kelly did last week was basically take the previous plans by the scruff of the neck, simplified them, made them very, very clear and presented an affordable plan to people. You'll note that there's now only two different charges, one for a single person with or without children in a household Mm -hmm. or one with two or more adults with or without children in a household. And that's of either €160 or €260. Mm -hmm. And then households will also qualify for a €100 conservation water grant, and that's an annual grant as well. So if they do that, it'll work out as €60 for single adult households or €160 for all other households. Okay. Now, I've been covering this uh, to an extent and going out and having the Vox Pops and talking to the people. Mm -hmm. Now, I heard the Taoiseach saying more or less what you're saying as well, but he's using the phrase that uh, we've we've sort of addressed what the people were looking for. But still, when you talk to people on the ground, they didn't ask for concessions or anything. They just don't want water charges. So all this, uh, that's why I asked, do you think this will appease the people? Uh, do you think it will well, now? I, I, listening think, to that? I think there are a variety of different opinions out there. I think in the beginning, a lot of people were very confused by the charges because they were quite complex. There were other people that wondered why are we introducing water charges when we already supposedly pay for it through our taxation system. And then there are other people who are the people who actually won't pay regardless uh, of whatever plan is put to them. Mm -hmm. And I think addressing the people who have indicated like double taxation on this, yes, we do currently uh, use part of our tax income to basically treat the water and bring it into people's homes and that has an average cost of about 650 euro per household but looking down the line we have pipes that are over 100 years old Mm -hmm. 50% of our water leaks out into the ground and is unable to be used, obviously. I know, but people haven't... Yeah, I know, but people have known this for years. I mean, the dogs on the street were saying this, I think, for nearly 20 years, when maybe you'd walk down the street and you see water pouring out, and the council exactly. did their best to look after it. But at the same time, subsequent governments... Uh, I mean, we're going back... I don't know, maybe 50 I years. Know. They've been there 100 yeah, years. But no government worse. ever, even during yeah. the boom, tried to address the problem. And now yeah, we're having to pay for it. Yeah, considerable investment is needed. And I suppose choices were made by previous governments not to invest in it. The local authorities wouldn't actually have the amount of money it's needed to invest in a complete uh, renovation of the pipes. Its average cost will be about $600 million per annum. And I suppose what the government's trying to do... Well, is if it costs... If it, I know, but if, if it costs 600 for, uh, per annum, the, the money they put setting up Irish water would have been a year's money to fix the pipes before they even thought of putting in the charges. Well, it, it's 600 million per annum over about 10 to 15 years. So we're talking about long-term investment so that in about 10, 15 years, we have an absolutely safe and secure water system that we have no question being raised by 
uh, various different employers or multinationals or people who want to come here for tourism reasons regarding the availability of Irish water. You'll remember last year in the Web Summit when we had no water left in our reservoir. Dublin only has an extra capacity of 1%. So the very minimal little thing going wrong and our city has no water. Mm. So I think it's long-term thinking now that this government is doing and unfortunately we are understanding that it comes on foot of an awful lot of hardship that the, the people, the ordinary people have undertaken but if we don't invest now and leave it for later it'll actually be too late Mm -hmm. so off balance sheet investment is needed so the way it's set up at the moment a little bit like the esb and board gas the semi-states which which allows them to invest but to to loan to get loans that don't affect the government balance sheet because they have the assets and the collateral. And then that will allow them borrow the money that's required to invest and make our system safe, clean and secure. Mm. Well, I think, I mean, as regards all that, that carry on as regards to the utility systems we have at the moment, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a murky area to go into because at the same time, you don't have, really have to pay. For, if there's problems with ESP, with gas, with the telephone, you don't have to pay for it. That's, that's their system. If something goes wrong, they fix it. Uh, because if you haven't got it, then you can't pay them. So they look after that themselves. Yeah. Irish water is different. They're only going to pay the first uh, part that's bro- if it breaks down once, they'll fix it. After that, it's your own problem. And they could have caused the problem in the first place. Now, these are things I'm hearing for people uh, on the street. But the other thing I wanted to ask you about as well, you mentioned one of the concessions uh, uh, giving giving back the €100. Euro, and this is going to apply across the board into rural areas. People who don't pay charges of any kind because they don't have their own systems in. They have group water schemes, septic tanks. Uh, I mean, also, uh, if, you, if you have water coming in, you only pay one way. If you don't pay for going out, it's yeah. it's just, to yeah. me, it's just well, another, it's just another murder that they've created. But how can you, how can you give back to pe- money to people that haven't paid any in the first place? Well, the Water Conservation Grant is only uh, for households who are customers of Irish water. Somebody living down the country who has their own pump to pump the, the water, the drinking water, etc., into their house, there won't be customers of Irish water, so they won't qualify for it. People on group water schemes, uh, those group water schemes will now become part of Irish water, so they will qualify for it. Now, what do you mean when you and say they're become? Wait, hold on. What, what do you mean when you say they're going to become part of Irish Water? Do these group water schemes know that they're going to be part of Irish Water? Yeah, yeah, they do. Group water schemes would um, would involve the local authorities down, say, if it's County Monaghan uh, Council or Cavan or Galway. They're worked in with the council, and now that they the local authorities have divested the sort of infrastructure role and responsibility in water to Irish water, those group schemes will now link in with Irish water. Okay. I'd like to see that working. I really, really would. And then I've had the other argument from a lot of people as well when I've asked them about this part of it, and especially from senior citizens. I mean, you don't get the payment back till September, so that seems like, if you don't mind me saying so, when you're booking to see an act next year, you buy your tickets now and the company have your money. And this is the same type of thing for, for practically a year up to eight months. And then they send it back. I'm not quite sure, and neither are the people on the ground, how you 
you get it back. And if it's going to be sent out through check or whatever, that's a complete waste of money again on paper, postage and all these sorts of things. Well, there's a, there's a variety of ways that it, it can actually be sent out. And it's, it's done by social, the Department of Social Protection. And the reason why it'll be next year before it can happen is because in order to balance the book. So it's obviously not in this year's going into 2015 social protection budget. So that's why it's delayed a little while. Okay, can I ask you, does that make sense to you? I mean, why ask for the money in the first place? Why not just say flat charge of 60, 160, well, that's it. Why ask for 160, 260, but we give you back 100 in eight months' time? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, the, the the rationale for the water conservation grant is, and you brought the point up yourself, around the first fix for free, but if there are any subsequent leaks in your house that you detect, and when we're talking about in your house, it's within the boundary of your house, that €100 Euro per annum will help you fix those leaks or even fix a leaky tap that you have because if a tap is dripping over a couple of months, that will build up the lo- water loss and obviously the water supposed consumption. Well, I don't Obviously, think... Uh, you people I don't... who have difficulty <laughs> in paying can use the Water Conservation Grant to help towards payment. Okay. Now, when you say within the boundary, that, of course, means in your driveway. So if you have a major problem under your driveway, that's going to cost a lot more than €100. Euro. Yeah, obviously, but with the Irish Water's first fix for free, once that's detected they will come in and they will fix that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have the water metering, because with the water meters, we'll be able to detect where the leaks are. So whether they're in the general road vicinity area or if it's within the boundary of your house, you'll be able to detect that. It'll also help establish an average consumption rate for every household. Because one of the previous complaints was that... um, you were talking about average rates of consumption in the UK or Holland, and it wasn't actually Irish data. What we're doing now is with the Irish water meters, we'd be able to have our own data and our own statistics when it comes to household consumption. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, do you, and do you really think, just getting back to my original question, that it's answering uh, the, uh, the the pleas of the people that are out, and uh, do you think this is going to well, stop I, the people coming out it, on the 10th of December? No, because the, the people that will come out on the 10th of uh, December, it's not all about water uh, and water charges. And I think we all know that now. And there will be people there who, who just won't pay. It's not uh, that they have an issue with the water charges or that they can't afford it. It's actually their own philosophical or ideological thinking. They don't believe in it. And that's fine. Like We do respect people's diversity of opinion. But I do think that these charges and also the fact that the water cannot be privatised unless it's by the will of the people, have answered many, many concerns that the people have expressed. And Mm -hmm. I do think Minister Alan Kelly has very much listened to those concerns and simplified the issue and made it very, very clear that water cannot be privatised unless we have a plebiscite of the people and it's put to the people. The charges are simple. There's a conservation grant in there to help with water leaking, um, with maintenance and with the affordability Mm -hmm. issues. And if there are people still out there who are unable to pay, 
for example, the same way you might be unable to pay your ESB, you can go to your community welfare grant, uh, officer and get a hardship grant for that payment. Okay. Now, you haven't touched on, on, I mean, some of the concerns that are coming up now uh, through the concessions that have been through, one of them I mentioned about people having to wait and why you do it in the first place, you've explained that. But the, the dollars with the landlords having to do it as well, which they're not happy with, and also councillors, uh, the councils having to get the money off their tenants as well. This is another uh, point that's been made. Also, uh, what I've noticed as well, where I mean, we won't go over all the mistakes have been made, but I did notice over the past couple of weeks and uh, talking to people that uh, um, Irish Water, they haven't just got their own vans out there. They're renting vans now to go out. And uh, in this sort of case, that's more money being wasted. So th- the problems seem to just, if you, when you think you've sorted one, there's more coming up all the time. Well, like, I don't think there's a waste of money by renting vans. Like, it's it's the various different companies that are subcontracted to do the work for Irish Water. Like, for example, installing meters. And nothing like this has ever been undertaken since the electrification of Ireland. And it is an absolutely massive project. So, obviously, it's not necessarily Irish Water that might be renting the vans, but it's the companies that are working to put in the meters. On the landlord issue... like. I've previously been a student and been a tenant and landlords have the same issues with ESB charges, with waste charges, etc. with their tenants. And I think the Minister has made it very clear that it's the occupants that are responsible for paying the water bill and he will introduce legislation to ensure that landlords aren't out of pocket. But to be perfectly honest with you, if I was a landlord, what I would be saying to my tenants, and generally you would have more than one, is listen, there's water bills coming in, they're coming in every three months it's 85 euro every three months could you just increase the rent by 85 say every april march mm-hmm. or even take it off them on a monthly basis say i'm gonna add on maybe 20 euro per month but extra I mean, every month and that covers the water so you don't have to worry about well it. with all due respect like ways and means around with, this. excuse me with all due respect at the moment the way the homeless situation is i mean that's a ridiculous argument to put out there to ask people to actually pay the landlords to ask people to pay more they can't pay there's more people ending up on the streets because they can't pay the rents as it is and this was on prime time last night and, and lots of arguments on it that it's critical out there it's a different argument i don't to get you involved in it but just the idea that you saying that the landlord should do this when they're putting up the rents as it is then they can't get the rent allowance and the subsidy support it, it's it, it's just a nightmare living in this country at the moment as far as the people on the ground are concerned and it's gradually getting worse well, I would contest that. I actually think it's getting better. If you look at the unemployment figures at the moment, there's a decrease month on month on unemployment figures. And a simple way of looking at it is the traffic congestion in the morning. Now, I can see myself since September, it's taken me 10 more minutes on my journey to get into town to go to work. And that's an indication that there's more people back at work. The economy has taken a turn and things are looking much better. Now, obviously, it's not going to hit every single person, but 
there are supports and facilities there for people who are still unemployed. You've still got a variety of opportunities for training, for internships that will lead people towards work and a pathway mm-hmm. to work. Well, the, the whole thing about that, it's, it's that, as I said, I think it is, and listen to the people on the street, that it's a, quite of a quagmire at the moment. I mean, a lot of the people that are in work now are complaining because they're on contracts. They don't know what way they're going to be working from one, one week to the next. Then you had the T-shirt coming on television last week saying the average weekly wage is 35000 a year, which is ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. I'm sure a lot of televisions were broken last week uh, and there's people without tellies for a while because they're just screaming at the telly or throwing things at it. I mean, this sort of thing, it puts the government where they just have no idea what it's like on the street. And it just, uh, to be honest with you, and with all respect, the way you were talking there about rents and stuff, you, you seem to be the same that you're saying it's not a, it's a critical problem of homelessness now that's out there and forgetting all about the water and there's no attention being paid to that either and that's going to be a a big problem uh, before Christmas, never mind next year. Yeah, well, I I absolutely agree that homelessness is a significant problem at the moment and rents are part of it. But I have not yet heard anyone call on landlords to stop taking advantage of the market and stop increasing their rent. Well, when you say you haven't heard anyone, but you're the government. You're saying you haven't heard anyone saying it. Why isn't the government saying it? Someone in the government approaching them and and even negotiating and saying, look, let's have a rent freeze or let's whatever. And what about all the uh, empty houses around the place? I've heard uh, the people have been saying this for years and years and years as well. It's just lying dormant there that are not being used. I know know Minister Alan Alan Kelly is launching a social housing strategy either the end of this week or early next week. And he is not not in favour of rent controls. It's something he's looking at. Uh, there's a significant investment in the capital building pro- uh, programme of $2.2 billion, uh, in this budget, which is an absolute landmark investment in social housing. In our own area of Coolock, we have three areas identified for social housing bills, and tenders of expression for the development of those areas have already gone out. And hopefully, in 2015, we will see cranes in the sky building social housing. That's, There's uh, 35 that, units down in Buttercup that are earmarked as well for development. So building is happening. Um, it's just it's not on the absolute scale that we would have seen 10 years ago with the building boom. But it is and will happen in the very near future. Okay, well, I've just got a, a text in from a listener who says that water meter determines how much water is is wasted through breakage and leakage. And she worked with uh, uh, Thames Water in the UK and she thinks people are only coming out to march against the water and nothing else. And uh, I, I, as I've been talking to people on the street myself over the past four months, that's the same message I've been getting as well. That it's nothing, it, it's not this rhetoric that people are and politicians are coming out with that people are the pin of their collar and this is the last straw it might be for a lot but I think this is just about the aims that has been made of it and continues to be uh, I mean well, even, can, even can I, this can morning Can I tell you about a residence meeting I was at Okay go ahead Two areas where there's a lot of water protests and the people at the meeting were the, the chair of two residence committees and people involved in the committee and um, it's a local forum run by Dublin City Council and the guards are there and various Dublin City Council officers and public representatives are invited. 
the main complaint when the guard that was given his report was about the protesters and what are they doing in my estate because I was never asked about whether or not I agree with water meeting. They just arrived. They're not from the estate. Like the question I have been asking, and I can't get a, a proper response to, but perhaps you could, uh, by asking the people, is how do they determine what estates are protesting against the water meters? Okay. Because, like, I'm a, a person who believes in our democracy, and if I were to organise a protest in any local community, I would be talking to every single person. And if there's a significant majority that wants or doesn't want something, then you go about achieving it. But to me, there are some people, I'm not saying it's them all by any manner of means, and I'm not saying that local communities can't organise themselves, mm-hmm. but there, 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 is, there are areas where it's not the local residents okay. as a majority well, I have to that say, are organising their protests. Well, I think, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, I think you've answered your own question. I mean, you said that the people are never asked. Well, I know for a fact from talking to the people and I know from where I live myself that there wasn't one person that I know of, and I'm one of them, who lives in the area, who didn't get any notice that water meters were coming in in the first place, that they were coming in to put them in, in the estates. So the people were taken by surprise, as they are even now. I mean, they were down in Coolock Lane yesterday uh, for the day. Well, and they well, arrived They arrived down in Donamead. No, hold on. They were down in Donamead last week for a couple of days. They're in Coolock Lane yesterday, and then they're a uh, commando raid down in Donamead in three different areas this morning. So it's it's quite all subversive. It's not being done. You can't say that uh, people are going in getting notice when they're not. Mm-hmm. The first thing people should get through, we're doing work. We used to get it from the council. You'll be without all yeah. water for a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be without electricity for a few days. We're going to be digging outside your door. There wasn't one notice at, or talking to a lot of people. And well, I well, didn't I get notice either. Cases- and what, what I would advise residents to do in those cases is to complain to Irish Water because the protocol that we've been given for our information with regard to how uh, residents are communicated with is that a letter would issue at least two weeks before the water meters were due to go in so that people would have adequate notice. They would know what was happening when the vans pull up into their estate. Well, then you've so been misled. The information... Not getting well, Alison, well, I would advise people in those situations uh, to complain to Irish well, Water because that, that should well, hope, be happening. Well, hopefully they can get through to Irish Water now because initially they, they couldn't. But uh, anyway, uh, just to finally, and thank you very much. You're very kind to come on and give us your time. You're very uh, finally, uh, and you, you just to ask you again, uh, do you think really this will place eight people and, and people are going to be happy and the, the uh, protests will stop and this will all go away when, when people sort of... <sighs> Uh, getting all the information on the concessions. Do you really, really believe that? Well, I I really believe that people with genuine concerns that they could or couldn't afford to pay the water charges, concerns about the privatisation of Irish water, concerns about understanding the system. People with those concerns, I think, will look at this plan and will be very happy with it. People who don't want to pay and won't pay obviously will not. Do you think that the Labour will be in government uh, if there's another election? I think it's too short uh, of a time frame to be thinking about that. Like, they, the government at the moment is running to the early 2016, and I think they're very much committed to getting this country back on track. We've seen how things have changed, how the economy is taking a turn for the better. Um, and what will happen in 
what, a year's time, 14 months time. I think the people very think very, very carefully when it comes to a general election. And I think Labour can stand on its record in government uh, and hopefully in 18 months time it will be a better record and then the people obviously will decide. I'm sorry, I just sound frustrated now when you say that people, that Labour can rely on the record in government because it hasn't been good over the past couple of years at all. And that's reflecting itself with the public and in the polls indeed that, that that's coming out recently. I mean, and things haven't improved. Um, I mean, people, Irish people are great with humour. I always say that. I mean, two things that happened with the, with the incident with Joan Burton in Jobstown, uh, all the complaints and the terrified moments she must have had in the car. I heard two things uh, from people on the ground. One said, I know, on TV, and it was repeated many, many times, well, I was getting that much money, I wouldn't mind sitting in the car for two hours. But another one said, I'm doing it every day, having to travel to work uh, because the system of travel here is so bad. I have to sit in traffic for two hours going to work and coming home from work pretty just sitting where I am up things move uh, so things haven't uh, improved in lots and lots of ways and with the successive governments over the years haven't done very much and I had much foresight and I think that's why the upheavals are coming uh, for everybody you know so well I, th- I think there's a big difference between sitting in your car for two hours going back and forward to work and sitting in your car for two hours and having people bang on your car, people rock your car, and people make it very, very obvious that if you got out of that car, you would fear for your safety. I don't think so. I think that's a a little bit of an exaggeration. Now, I do think the country is turning, I think, and I will repeat this, Labour has shown in government that they they have the ability to bring this country back from the brink. And I think we need to cast our, our minds back three years ago when Labour and Fine Gael took over. We were in a financial bailout situation. We are now out of that bailout and we didn't need a second bailout. Many people predict that we would. Um, it, on a, Unemployment is reducing. There are more jobs. If you listen now to the news every day, every week there are jobs announced announcements. And I think that's very, very positive. The most recent budget started giving back to people. People this Christmas will get 25% of a Christmas bonus. That's the beginning of the way back. In January when people open their pay slips, they will see that they have more money in their pockets because we reduced universal social charge. We also increased the bans for the first uh, tax bans, an extra thousand. So I do think people will start seeing a difference. There's an old expression called Indian giving, and I think that applies here, where it's given with one hand and taken with the other. But uh, listen, you're very, very good to come on and talk to us and, and explain the whole situation. You're and welcome. We'll now, you right. look after yourself. Thank good you very much. You. Thank you. Bye. Okay, take care. Bye. 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 And that's Councillor Alison Gilliland, a uh, Labour councillor there, uh, talking about the concessions coming in. And uh, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, I'm so I'm not as optimistic as Alison is. Uh, from just listening to the people.